This episode of Juice Guru Radio is brought to you by TriBest, making healthy living easy. Well, welcome. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak. Well, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Steve Prusak, and couldn't be more excited. We've got Will Tucker. He's here to dispel some myths about protein and building muscle and more. We're going to hear all about protein propaganda. So get yourself a water, a green juice, some tea. We'll be back right after this with Will Tucker. Did you know you can make a great living in the hottest new business trend today? The Juice Guru Certification Program is the world's first online course to give you the knowledge and marketing skills to excel as a juicing coach and start making money in no time. Find out more at juicecoachtraining.com. Juice Guru Radio. Uh, well, welcome back to the show. We got Will Tucker, and I'm so excited because we're going to hear about his journey to a plant-based lifestyle, how he's able to build muscle, and his entrepreneurial journey uh, too. Uh, entrepreneurial journey too. I don't know how that came out. Will Tucker, welcome to the show right now. Hey, Steve, how's it going? Hey, did you hear the way I said entrepreneurial? <laughs> I caught that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everyone did. Welcome to the show, right? You know, I used to obsess about getting everything right, but in life, you just can't. And I'm going to, I used to cut that out of the show, but we're going to let it play. Will, thank you for being here. I've wanted you on the show for a while, so thanks for making the time to make it happen. No, thank you for having me. I truly appreciate this opportunity. Been looking forward to it. So we don't have you face to face, but we've got you there, and you're coming in from Arizona. and uh, the website for those uh, listening on iHeartRadio is willtuckerfitness.com. But don't worry, we'll have the links up in the show notes at Juice Crew Radio. You'll be able to find it there. But he's Will Tucker. And, Will, let's talk about this. So um, protein propaganda, what do you mean by that term? You know, Steve, um, it seems like we've been conditioned and led to believe that we need to consume an excessive amount of protein uh, Wow, not even talking about building muscle yet, but just for basic survival. Uh, you look around all the marketing campaigns, you see everything from water with added protein, uh, cereals, all your foods, they focus on protein, protein, protein. I even saw a protein-infused vodka. That's what I mean by protein propaganda. It's a mass marketing campaign for protein, like it's a uh, limited supply or if it's going out of style or something. Well, I'm seeing it everywhere, even uh, on Shark Tank, and they came out with these cockroaches in the protein bars. Did you see that? Oh, man, I missed that, but <laughs> you spared me on that one. <laughs> you know, oh, and you think I'm joking, but it's true. I mean, they're actually adding cockroaches to the protein bars, and, and, and the sharks couldn't wait to invest because what a great way to get a protein so inexpensive, right? Wow. Uh, that's unbelievable, but um, it doesn't surprise me. It's yeah. unbelievable, though. So, you know, we've got free-range cockroach bars now. <laughs> An insane world, Will. What led you down this track, though, to make you realize, you know what? Um, I'm not going to read Muscle and Fitness magazine, Joe Weider, to realize that I don't need all that, uh, all the meat and dairy products to get lean and fit. So, um, it, it, it's kind of interesting. Now, I'm originally from East St. Louis, Illinois, uh, Midwestern town, just across the river from St. Louis, Missouri. And, um, so, you know, I grew up meat, potatoes. You know, if there wasn't meat served at a meal, uh, I thought we were being cheated or we were going through a recession or something. You know what I mean? There was 
meat at breakfast, whether it's sausage, bacon, uh, lunchtime, some type of mystery meat slathered between two slices of bread at dinner. There was always uh, some type of uh, decomposed carcass, if you will, laying on the table. But they would put potatoes around it and call it a roast. Um, so I grew up all my life kind of consuming in abundance animal products. Uh, it wasn't until after I graduated college and started working in the corporate world and actually relocated to Arizona that I began to evolve. In fact, it was Thanksgiving Day 2006. I was working in mortgage banking, and when the economy started um, to take a dive in the mid to late 2000s, the site I was working for in St. Louis got shut down, and they transferred a bunch of us out to the West Coast. Well, that's how I wound up out here. And um, Thanksgiving Day, a few of us who were out here and weren't going back to the Midwest to celebrate Thanksgiving with our families. We decided to have our own little Thanksgiving uh, shindig, if you will, and had the traditional turkey and all the trimmings. And, I, you know, after the gathering, I took this huge plate of leftovers back to my apartment, and I started watching television. And ironically, I wound up on the National Geographic channel, out of all channels. And there was a documentary on about animals being born and the connection between the mom and the baby. And something about that documentary drew me in, and it really spoke to me. And I think that was my aha moment. Now, um, I during that time when I got transferred out of here, I went and got certified as a personal trainer. So I still had my nine to five, but I saw that it was probably going to be ending soon. So I started training evenings and weekends at a gym. And, um, you know, I was a typical Midwest meathead protein guy. So that documentary really caught me off guard to me to be drawn into that. And by the time that documentary was over, I just realized I'm eating somebody's baby. And I threw every piece of meat I had out of my house Thanksgiving Day 2006. Now, I still consumed cheese, that ever-addictive animal byproduct, and eggs on occasion. And uh, so I would consider myself vegetarian at that point. Five years later, October 1st, 2011 to be exact, I decided to try to go to my home up of October without consuming any animal products. Two weeks in, I never felt better by eradicating the limited dairy and eggs and cheese that I was doing. And I haven't looked back since. So now you're going on seven years, right? Seven year anniversary Correct. coming up. And that's, Correct. and it takes the body seven years to regenerate on a molecular level. So you're actually going to hit that mark of completely being a plant animal. Looking forward to that. (laughs) Okay, well, they say it couldn't be done, and I'm sure the guys in the gym, you know, the other trainers are like, Will, what are you doing? Because, you know, know, I'll tell you, the gyms out here, the gym we go to, it's like everyone, I think everyone in that gym, the the trainers, they're all on the paleo diet, all of them, you know, and a lot of them them aren't lean. Yeah, the thing is – that overconsumption of animal products that runs rampant in the fitness world and bodybuilding, especially. I mean, um, as I started to transition, I was worried that uh, I wouldn't be able to lift as much or compete. Of course, you know, been conditioned coming from the Midwest to believe that. And, uh, it was when I found a book by a good friend of mine, and I'm sure, you know, him, Robert Cheek, his very first book. And this is uh-huh. a store, which shows you how long ago it was called vegan bodybuilding and fitness. That was the title of the book. And I felt like, okay, I'm not a unicorn. There are other fitness people that are, you know, vegan, vegetarian. So that was in, uh, I believe I stumbled upon that book in probably 09, maybe. 
And that already, like I said, went vegetarian. So I saw the book in about 09 and took it in. And then, like I said, I made the transition in 2011. Now I'd already started competing. And I'd done okay. I got a third place in 09, uh, second place in 2010. But after I went vegan, that's when I finally won an overall and won my pro card in natural bodybuilding. Oh, wow. Amazing. So, yeah. So all the big guys that can think uh, that extra or even obsessive amount of protein is giving them extra muscle, you know, it's a couple things you got to realize. One, building muscle is an adaptive response to the resistance training. Because if that weren't the case, he who consumed the most protein would automatically have the biggest muscles. Two, your body only absorbs and utilizes, you know, a minimal amount. Most guys on average in the gym world we're speaking of probably taking in about 150 grams of protein per day. And uh, that which isn't used has to go somewhere. So they're taxing out their kidneys, uh, trying to excrete it from their body because it's just in, it's like if you're building a building, you got done with all the required materials and then you just kept putting bricks out there to build this building. It's just going to become an eyesore and then eventually a hazard. And that's kind of what these guys are doing to their bodies. I don't think they realize. Well, and so you were showing veganbodybuilding.com. That's where Robert Cheek is and the work that he's doing for those that were wanting to look deeper into that. And we have real inspiration. One of the pioneers in the vegan bodybuilding movement. That's really amazing. Um, no longer can they say, you know, the skinny, scrawny vegan. And it's interesting, Will, because a lot of people, you know, I work with Dr. Will Tuttle, the World Peace Diet, and he always said mm -hmm. you know, people come down three different paths, either health, the environment, or, you know, animal compassion. And it seems you took the animal compassion route, huh? Yeah. And like I said, that was a, that caught me total, totally off guard. But that was the thing that, uh, you know, spurred the evolution in me. Like I said, I went vegetarian for that first five years, and then uh, October 1st, 2011, went all in. And as I mentioned, once I turned vegan in 2011, I won my first overall title. I've also won three more since then. So I'm actually a four-time natural bodybuilding champion without consuming any animal products, secretions, flesh, you name it. Just 100% plant-based. Four-time natural bodybuilding champion. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, yeah, and we should have mentioned that at the top. So, yeah, Will Tucker doing incredible work, getting the word out. So what are you doing? What, what we should say, what inspired you to, to, to start building a business around this, living your passion, getting this out to more people? When did that come about? Um, as I mentioned, when the economy started tanking, I went and got certified as a personal trainer and was working evenings and weekends at one of the big box gyms. And um, once that day job finally went away, I started training full-time at this particular gym, but they don't pay you enough to make a living. So mm -hmm. I found a, a private fitness studio a few miles away, and uh, I told my clients that I would be leaving. I mean, I had no clients at this time. I was just stepping out on faith, and then, because these clients were clients of this big box gym, but and they'd already purchased, you know, plenty of sessions to carry on and a couple of them just said well wherever you go we're going so that kind of gave me the confidence boost that i needed so they came to this other location with me and i've been building my business ever since then that was 12 years ago as an independent personal trainer doing my own thing entrepreneurial looks like i stumbled on the word too <laughs> but 
that's kind of the way I've been doing ever since. And uh, being that I know that's a better way to live, uh, whether you're speaking ethically, physically, mentally, that's why I now own and operate the only 100% plant-based fitness studio in the entire state of Arizona. Uh, and I, you know, I live daily to get people in a state of wellness because um, all the chronic conditions, you know, the nation's leading killers and all these chronic conditions people are walking around with are directly uh, attributed to what's on the end of that fork. And uh, a lot of them don't realize it. So I try to lift the veil and I see so many people that run to me because they had a trainer that was telling them, well, you got to at least eat eggs or you got to at least do chicken or at least it's always in at least when it comes to the health the least you can do is adopt a plant-based diet even if it's just for health and you know there's more from there when you go into the animal welfare aspect and the environmental aspect of course but yes i have people to run i'm a breath of fresh air to vegan vegetarian people and um the people that come in that are true omnivores i do i tell them i don't only promote what I believe in and they eventually start to eliminate animal products from their diet at their pace. And uh, I've converted quite a few people over the years. I mean, I don't want to take credit for it. I just gave them the information to make them make an informed decision. Well, is that part of your marketing? Like, cause it's, it's Will Tucker fitness. It's in Mesa, Arizona for those, you know, looking for a gym like that. And I, I've, I'm here in Southern California. We don't have, we have nothing like this out here. So it's, Amazing. Uh, are you are you marketing it with that in there, or is it that people are coming in and they're working with you and then they're realizing it? Oh no, I market it that way um, because it, it, as I said, the vegan vegetarian population they run to me. I'm that breath of fresh air. They're like, finally, a trainer right. is not going to tell me that I need to consume animal products. And um, the others that approach me, they're in a, possibly in denial about their health, and I sit down i always encourage that they you know look up some information on their own watch a few documentaries some of the more popular ones that have helped people make the transition and i just i'm just that support system in their life because you know they hear so much misinformation out there in the world i mean the minute they leave the studio you're you know surrounded by billboards and advertisements for fast food joints and drink milk and beef it's what's for dinner you know so I provide that support system here at my studio to help him stay on track. He's doing it with plant foods. It's Will Tucker here on Juice Guru Radio by way of iHeartRadio and our friends out on social media, JuiceGuruTribe.com, making it happen. Uh, his website, WillTuckerFitness.com, it's where it's going down. You can sign up on his mailing list there. and he, He's even got an app you can check out in the Google Play and the uh, Apple Store. So check all that out at willtuckerfitness.com. And we'll have links up to that over our show notes. Uh, so don't worry about that. And uh, we will take some questions from the audience. So if you're watching, go ahead and type your questions in now. I'm going to get to them and we're in just a couple of minutes. I have a couple more questions here before we open up for some questions here. But um, thanks again, Will. And thanks again for being on the show. Uh, what about what are you eating? So they're saying, you know, protein propaganda. What are some of the staples in your diet? And, um, you know, are, are you doing it quick and easy? Or are you having to make elaborate meals? What kind of tips can you share with the audience? You know, I've learned over this journey of being vegan that uh, simpler, simple is better for me. 
Uh, for one, I believe in, I'm a huge proponent of intermittent fasting, as it's called nowadays, um, meaning you abstaining from consuming any calorically dense foods for a number of, set number of hours and I have a set feeding window every day. Like as we speak right now, I'm in a fasted state, having consumed my first meal yet. I'm a high fruit guy. Fruit often gets a bad rap. However, the simple sugars that are in fruits are what I feel our bodies truly need to thrive on. I think we're frugivores at the core of it all. Um, the vitamins, the phytonutrients, uh, if you're talking high water fruits like melons, berries, things that you can liquefy and get juice out of, uh, hydrate and give you a good dose of vitamins and uh, the amino acids and essential fatty acids in fruits are what I thrive on. That's kind of the staple in my nutrition. And then I round it out with things like beans, lentils, rice, potatoes. Uh, I'm not huge on the mock meats. I do occasionally use them. And I often um, suggest them to people that are newly transitioning, but not as a mainstay. Fruit is going to be number one. Uh, incorporate some greens to get those good minerals as a number two, and then those starches, grains, things like that. So just keeping it simple. And yeah, there are lots of people kind of go down that route of the Beyond Meat and all those uh, fake proteins. Um, but you like you like to keep it more pure and natural. Yes, absolutely. I, I prefer the whole food plant based approach. However, um, I do believe those uh, mock meats, if you will, serve a purpose. I mean, especially yeah. for somebody who's been a hardcore meat eater their entire life and they want a certain texture and, uh, you know, they you can pretty much mimic the flavor because even when they're meat eaters, it's just about the seasoning anyway. So if you season them right, you can still get that same uh, texture, taste almost, and um, most of it is usually covered in condiments anyway, so it's an easy fix for most meat eaters as a replacement. Well, we've got some friends live with us behind the scenes. They're part of the Juice Guru Rewind at JuiceGuruRewind.com. And uh, we're going to take some questions from the audience. We're going to air this on Juice Guru Radio. Typically, we wait till we go off the air, but we're going to just put it all out there. And let me say, I've got some friends with us. Who'd like, any, any questions? And Will, I should ask, you know, because he's not with us face-to-face here uh, behind the scenes. But, Will, can you take some questions from the studio audience? Absolutely. I'd love to. Awesome. Who wants to go first? Rob, did you have a question? Or Diane, do you want to go first? Let's hit, we're going to hear from Diane, and then Rob, are you okay in a, in a position there? Give the thumbs up if so, and let's go with Diane. Diane, welcome to Juice Crew Radio. Thank you for being on air. Hello. <laughs> um, Will, I've been lifting heavy for a lot of years, but my trainers keep pushing meat, 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 meat. How can I gain more muscle without going down their route or bringing, if I can even bring them around to my way of thinking? You know, um, bringing them around to your way of thinking, that's a journey they need to explore on their own if they don't get it, I think. Their information is out there. It's not hidden. You can do a quick uh, Google search or like I always often refer people to documentaries to um, start to awaken, let's just say. And as far as building muscle, typically uh, lifting heavier will more so bulk up. I don't know what type of training program you're following exactly, but um, I would say definitely stick with the weightlifting, of course. 
and mix it up. Some days where you're doing heavier weight, fewer reps, and some days where you're doing lighter weight, more reps, and try that variation and see if it helps maybe. And, you know, of course, it depends on what your goals are long-term too. I have a personal trainer three times a week, and my goal is to be able to uh, exceed my previous weight lifting. Mm-hmm. So you're just looking to, I guess, set new PRs. In yes, certain, exactly. Uh, okay, um, that's, that's just one of those things. Um, I would suggest maybe following a 5 by 5 approach. That's something I've used in the past that I've had success with, meaning you're probably working at about, oh, 75, 85% of your one rep max, and you do five sets of five reps and do that maybe every other day. And I use the big lifts and that the bench press, the, uh, the squats, uh, deadlifts, and also a, uh, standing overhead press. And then each week at maybe two and a half to five pounds on. And that's worked well for me in the past to uh, break through certain plateaus. If you're just trying to reach a new PR. Excellent. I like that. Thank you. Thank you for uh, jumping on Diane. Thanks for being part of the community. Uh, I see Rob is over there on the bus. It, Will, you're not seeing the visual, but I'm seeing the uh, – Rob said he was he was on his way to, to the Jersey Shore. Rob, are, are you in a spot to talk, or can we not – it doesn't look like he's able to unmute. No. no, I don't think we're able to get Rob. Karen, I saw you're down below. Did you have a question for Will before we uh, – before we start wrapping up here, and well, we lost Karen. Okay. And Rob's not unmuting. So, Will, yeah, those. Let me just check Facebook real quick and see if we've got anything from the community in there. And if you're I'm watching, unmuted. I'm unmuted, Steve. Oh, hey, Rob. Steve, welcome. I'm unmuted. Rob, hello, okay. Rob. Welcome to the hey, show. We're here with going? Will. We're here with Will Tucker. Hey, Will. Hey, how are you? Hey, Steve. Hey, yeah. Hey. It's interesting, Will, because I'm really uh, interested in what you do. I've, I've worked out a long time. Not a not a bodybuilder, but just, um, you know, over the years, experiment with different things. And I'm, I got, I always had a goal to get up to 200 pounds. Right. And then I was in the army and I got there and, um, mm-hmm. then I wanted, then I wanted to lose it cause I felt real stocky. So the hardest thing was losing that weight. But I think my, my, I think my first question is, if you don't mind, for you, I like, are there, what organizations are you certified through? Are there certain ones that are better than others? So if I'm looking for someone, if I'm looking to do something, are there, organizations that are better than other organizations as far as fitness certification? You know, uh, some of them are going to be accredited and you can easily find a list on those. If you do a quick Google search, as far as one being better than the other, some do require that you have a college degree in exercise related discipline. Others just require that you uh, pay the fee and pass the test. And it's not that one is going to be, better than the other per se some may be more widely recognized it really comes down to your trainer uh, it's kind of like i don't know any other type of artist almost you know some are gonna have that touch if you will that and it just really appeals to you that's that's what it's really going to boil down to all, all certifications it. are created equal but they all have the same foundation of anatomy and physiology they mix in some nutrition some psychology and that's pretty much across the board. The ones that do require you to have a uh, four-year degree in the exercise-related discipline, those are going to be ones that you see um, people that are typically working with professional sports teams and more on uh, more on that level. 
You know, it's interesting because Steve knows, like, one of the things that I would love to do is bring juicing and healthy diet like you have. Sorry about that. That's a train, actually. Bring um, bring that in to the to youth. I think you start with the youth, the youth athlete to start with, and then the youth in general. But So I'm actually going to start working with a boxing club. For lack of a term. So I'm very interested in, um, I'm going to look at some stuff too, because I think it's a great, I think we do is a great thing. You and Steve both, I think bring it, you bring it all together. I think that's pretty, really cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's definitely uh, one of the big things I try to push people towards, even if they're athletes, you know, to incorporate more either juicing or, you know, especially like I mentioned earlier, the fruits, the, your body, I mean, just being plant-based alone, that recovery window is shortened by so much and in some cases non-existent. I just saw it the other day where I think 15 players on the uh, Tennessee Titans are now vegan. One player, his wife is an amazing vegan chef and he got some other teammates on board. So uh, Tennessee may be the team for all those vegans to root for soon. huh? Wow. Amazing. Rob, thank you for coming on the air. Will Tucker again on here on Juice Guru Radio. And, um, well, before we close out, what about cardio? What are your, some of your favorite things? How often do you think most people should do cardio? And are you mixing cardio on weight days? Or what, what is your uh, general rule of thumb on that? Uh, in general, you know, okay, well, first, of course, it comes down to the individual goals. Now, speaking for myself, I'm not a cardio person. I do, on the days, my cardio is considered high-intensity type workouts. I go out to the track, I measure off maybe 50 to 60 meters, and I sprint all out, walk back, sprint, walk back. I do that maybe six to eight times, and I'm done in, you know, 15 minutes. And that's what I consider cardio. Uh, I always do that, of course, try to stimulate uh, type 2 fast-switch muscles and incorporate that same day as my strength training days. I don't have an off-day cardio regimen for myself. Now, sometimes for my clients, especially if they have an, uh, you know, excessive amount of weight or some type of desired weight goal, I do suggest that they do some type of cardiovascular training, not only to improve cardiovascular conditioning so they can be better prepped for their workouts, but also to start to uh, burn some of the excess stored body fat. Well, Will, thank you for being on the show. Anything to say in closing before we uh, go off the air here? Any final words of advice or wisdom? Uh, wisdom, if, you know, I, I'm going to take a leap of faith and say that uh, most of your be- listeners and viewers are probably already vegan or plant-based, but if you're not, uh, give it a try. It's, you know, give it a try for a month just to, so that you can experience the difference. In America, we live in a culture of disease management. And no one is getting better. The pharmaceutical companies don't want you to get better because if you get better, they go broke. So instead of just looking for a way to manage what you may have by way of a cocktail of prescription medication, try to incorporate more fruits and veggies into your life, uh, more water, sunshine, fresh air even, you know, but... To try to break the cycle. I know it's hard because we've been conditioned since birth to believe we need to consume animal products for survival, but we have zero biological need to consume any type of animal products at all. 
Love it. Will Tucker, willtuckerfitness.com here on Juice Radio. Will, thank you. Much love. Great message. Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for being here. No, thank you for being here. Also, if people want to connect with me, I'm very personable uh, on my Instagram at Will Tucker Fitness. Also, Will Tucker Fitness on Facebook. If anybody had any uh, questions later on after this airs, I'm available and I do answer all questions. It may take a while sometimes to get back with you, but I will get to you. Double shaboom. That's Will Tucker on Just Crew Radio. I'm Steve Fursack. We'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at juicegururadio.com. Until next time, get your juice on.